game after work. It's hour two, Mitch Fortner. Troy Coverdale, David G, Big Steve is with us as well. 537-1350 is our number. Feel free to call in now if you feel like to uh, share a thought. But the Cats win 34-0 over South Dakota. We'll get to Chris Kleiman here in just a moment. Well, we have now had six days of sports gambling now legal yeah, in the state of Kansas. So I got to ask, DG. Yeah. I got to ask him. Where have you been putting the cash? Have you made any bets yet? I, I made a lot. Yeah. Okay. Because I, uh, <clears throat> I made the I, I had four dollars and thirty seven cents left over for daily fantasy. I forgot about. So you're talking DraftKings? Yeah, DraftKings. And so I made a, I made a bet there, lost, and then I deposited twenty five, and then I got four free bets. So I started throwing some money around there, and I had a deal where. The Cats had to score one point against South Dakota, and I had a little teaser, and I won 50 bucks. It was just like, boom. I was also, I have the proof, I was one game off on the first Thursday. I was one game off from hitting a five-team parlay. I almost did it, but uh, Penn State-Purdue went over. I picked the under, because like, Penn State-Purdue, uh, come on. You would have been better picking the under with Iowa-South Dakota State. Yeah, oh my god. That's another one I whiffed on, because I looked at the game, I go, Iowa? 14 points to South Dakota State? Come on. Took it, and jeez. Well, Big 10 football. It's fantastic. <laughs> what about you? Have you made any bees? You know... I, I got on. this job where uh-huh. if I were to be in sports gambling, I would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So I try to stay away from that degenerate lifestyle. It is a degenerate life. It's bad, boy. It is bad news. I was going to bring up, uh, so Troy brought up Iowa and oh. uh, South Dakota State finishing in a, awful. in a 7-3 to game. I, I Honestly, I was entertained by it. I was entertained by nobody being able to score a touchdown. It was such a defensive gauntlet, but Iowa bails itself out. Defense bails them out with two safeties. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm sitting here going, okay, got to do the math when I heard what the final was and that nobody scored a touchdown. I'm like, wait a minute. How'd that happen? Two safeties. <laughs> there's two actu- safeties and a frigging field goal. There's actually a punchline to the Cyhawk game this Saturday, which it's 3 o'clock. The game's a punchline, man. Big Ten Network. Well, so here's the deal. <laughs> I was 1-0 after winning a game 7-3 at home against South Dakota State. They are now hosting Iowa, and Iowa is the favorite by three and a half points. Like, that is a punchline to me. <laughs> because imagine being Iowa State where you – I got to look up the final score just to be safe here. But, okay, they took on SEMO in their first game, Southeast Missouri State, and won 42 to 10 Yeah. And now you go to your rival who scored seven points the entire game against an FCS opponent, a good one. They're supposed to be a good one. Yeah, they are. They are. Like, you know, that's the Missouri Valley Football Conference. That's a tough conference. And they were runners up to the national championship last year. That's what I thought I saw. That I don't remember. I, I can't I saw recall. A thing where they, they were runners up or something. But, you know, you're probably supposed to be a better team than that. Yeah. And you're still the dog. By three and a half points, <laughs> and Iowa won that game by four. I I I, uh, I, I broke up laughing this morning actually, uh, as I had on uh, ESPNU Rick Neuheisel in someone asking, "How does that happen?" In terms of talking about Iowa's offense, he had it down to a one-word answer, and he was perfect. 
Nepotism. I was just going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's a family thing. Yes, you know? nepotism. Because Ference's kid is the offensive coordinator and had no clue last year and still has no clue this year. They Man, they're beating him down on uh, Iowa Twitter. Iowa football Twitter is oh, roasting him, dude. They, oh boy. They're going to bring back... They're going to probably try to bring back Coach Snyder at this point to revamp that offense because they are not happy with him at all. What's his name? Brian Ferentz, right? I believe that's right. Yeah, yeah. they are. Ooh, tearing him up. But the Big 12, I think, has the best slate of games this weekend. Yeah. I, well, that, I think That Baylor-BYU game is a great matchup. Yeah, okay. So Alabama and Texas, I mean, the the – the marquee matchup there. Yeah. Uh, we all expect Alabama's a 20 point favorite. Oh. We expect it to be over by halftime. 20 point? Oh. But, I mean, watch out for this one. Now, Tyler Shuck is hurt. Done. He hurt his shoulder. He's not done for the well, year, but no, he's three out. To six, but yeah, he's out for a, a, a little while. Three but he hurt six, his shoulder. Yeah. So, I mean, he's injury prone already. But now Texas Tech is hosting Houston. And Houston just went to overtime with UTSA. Texas has to host UTSA next week. I mean, Whoa. the state of Texas has something a little bit weird going on. It's where boiling. Houston and UTSA might be your two best teams. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Dude, I quick shout-out to, to D.Y. tried to warn me. Um, I bet on TCU to cover against Colorado, even though I picked them in Mitch and Vegas. I picked Colorado in Mitch and Vegas. Colorado is bad. Horrible. Horrible. They are terrible, and they're on top of not being great football team. Their coach is horrible. They that team, man, they already look like a team that's playing the string out. It's the first game. Here's where CU got got completely sideways. This stretch, they had Mel Tucker. They hired Mel Tucker, and they were putting resources in as he requested to that program. He bailed on them after one year. Yeah. We remember when everything went down with D'Antonio at Michigan State and he retired, quote-unquote retired, Yes. amidst the court case going on and all the other things away from the field. So off-season retirement by D'Antonio, they come in and they hire Tucker away. Literally 24 hours after he said, oh, I'm not leaving. I don't have an interest in that job. Boom. So CU panicked in making a hire, and they went with Carl Durrell, who was the former UCLA coach, but had also spent time on the Broncos coaching staff. It just, no, he, he proved at UCLA he was not a good coach. That right. was a horrendous pick right. on the part of CU. Well, CU might be uh, starting to uh, panic and jump their way back to the Big 12 here in just a few uh, Yeah, absolutely. Or at least they're going to want to jump back here. In oh, just well, a their few. administration thinks we're a J- uh, JUCO conference. So let's get to Chris Kleiman. Press conference earlier today. It's the usual 1230. We get the the media meal, and it was really good. Shout to Bockers. Uh, hooking <laughs> yeah, us up, baby. Hooking us up with a really good meal. I love a good meat and potatoes meal, and that's exactly what we got. I mean, you just, you're playing to my heart springs, strings there. But uh, Coach Kleiman in his uh, – Opening comment, hey guys, if you're going to the game, make sure you're at the game. Coach Kleiman is expecting a great crowd. I know the fans will be cranked up, but we had a, 
uh, a great, great crowd. Last Saturday at the Bill uh, was an electric crowd. I know our kids really appreciated the, the fans coming out, the, the students, uh, our bands as good as, as always, and uh, it was a great atmosphere, and I, I know our players really appreciated that, so I want to thank the fans, and I challenge them even this week. It's going to need to be even, uh, even louder and more electric, and I think it will be for this great game. It absolutely is. Now let's go to the offensive side of the football. Uh, I guess the big story there when it comes to uh, today's press conference, there was already, uh, unfortunately, a major injury to report tp it's it's a cruel thing he tore a knee again and he'll be out for the season it's uh awful how come the sometimes the cruelest things happen to the best kids so it was uh was confirmed with us on sunday afternoon that that was the case and so he'll be lost for the season and my heart goes out for him because of all he did to get himself back and he'll get surgery once uh we get swelling and stuff down I mean, it's it's an it's it's kind of similar story to Aoka Lee, Taylor Potier, who didn't play last year because he injured his knee, and now it's two straight years. I mean, he got to play like a half a game this season, and now he is out uh, once again. It's a Kansas City kid who's a junior, played at Bishop Miege High School, and um, again, I I feel terrible for him. That that's really bad luck. Um, and when he got up, if I thought maybe like just. From the signs we could tell from him walking off the field, so we I didn't think it was going to be like a knee or anything at all. Maybe it was like a concussion. Like that's at first what I thought it would be, but no, he uh, unfortunately tore up his knee again. So now here is the plan for right guard moving forward without um, Taylor Potier. We'll move some other guys around to continue to get a rotation, but uh, right now Hadley will start at right guard, and you know Liney will play a, a little bit more. He's a guy that can be versatile and play a couple different spots. Carver will still play some. Uh, Sam Hecht, we got to continue to push and get him maybe more reps in practice so he's ready. Dawson Del Forge, uh, more reps in practice so he'll be ready. See, Hayden Gillum did such a good job at center that they could easily move Hadley, who he can play multiple positions anyway he'll now move into that right guard position and I heard him actually talking about Walters earlier today at the press conference I mean Hadley he came from a small school that ran the triple option (laughs) and and never he 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 was not a pass blocker he was not a pass blocker until he comes to the next level an amazing blocker in high school uh, for the runs of course but but he knows how to pull that's for sure but um yeah, I mean, it, 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 different animal when you come to K-State, and you never pass block really at all. But he was also a wrestler. So this is a guy that's extremely athletic and knows how to make contact with somebody and win with leverage. Where is he? And he playing that inside? I don't remember. <clears throat> yeah, he'll he'll play at right guard yeah, yeah. for, for, for the, Taylor Pote. The edge is the hardest thing to learn how to pass block because these guys are set up at an angle coming be straight at you, and they're faster. Every year they get faster. So, yeah, good, good. That's awesome. Uh, defensive side of the football, I asked this question. What's an area the D as a whole needs to be better heading into the Missouri game? And also we'll see it and hopefully see it in the Missouri game. We loved how hard our guys played. They ran, did things right. We got off blocks well. Some of our angles and tackling were poor. Part of that is the lack of live tackling you do in fall camp and you know I I know Daniel Green missed a tackle Daniel Green never misses tackles but maybe part of that is the lack of doing some of that on on a daily basis in fall camp and you just can't you're trying to get everybody to the set the first Saturday in September so tackling and maintaining our leverage is the one thing on defense so where I sit at Bill Snyder Family Stadium as the public address announcer is at the 30 yard line the north 30 they're at the sixth level of the uh, West Stadium Center sixth floor our booth is right next to the K-State coaches. Mm. And 
I swear, I, it, of course it was the defensive coaches, but I swear it was like Steve Standard I felt like I was hearing the most, the linebackers <laughs> coach. Uh, I, the most criticism I heard when it comes to the yelling, it wasn't like curse words, it was tackle. They were very frustrated with tackling. So when I asked that question, I, I figured I would get the answer, tackling. And I, and I do agree that what I, what I noticed wasn't exactly angles, it was just Maybe the ball carrier was meeting the defender, not the defender meeting the ball carrier at a spot, if that makes sense. Maybe playing back on their heels and trying to make a tackle out of out of that kind of positioning, which you're, you're not going to win very often. So what South Dakota was – and South Dakota, I, I got to give them credit. I mean, we heard last week that South Dakota might be one of the best, if not the best, running the football team at the FCS level. And – even though K-State really did a, a dominating job in that first half, the, the 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 backups, when they came in the game, they were giving up a few more yards. Mm-hmm. I think instead of a six- or seven-yard gain on a couple of those runs, it would have turned into a four- or five-yard gain, maybe less than that, if those, maybe not the defensive line, but those behind in the linebackers at the second era was more ready to play, more ready to take off for the ball carrier. It wouldn't have been, it would have been even a worse day rushing the football. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for uh, South Dakota. Now, there was also a couple of other guys missing that weren't mentioned um, that we didn't actually know about until Saturday. Sean Robinson actually transferred from uh, Missouri, who's going to play Sam Linebacker, and also Josh Hayes at um, uh, in the secondary. Update on them. Regarding Sean and, and Josh, we're too early to tell this week if they'll be back ready to play. I thought I'd address Josh, Josh as well. So, um, hopefully get him back. We're not sure. So that's that. And to finish up here, we mentioned in the first hour how DG and I, we just loved what we saw out of Kobe Savage. Coach Kleiman was asked about him and mentioned that Kobe, uh, Kobe Savage is just energy on the field. A kid is an energizer bunny. Man, does he play hard. If you can't tell, he has a lot of fun out there, and he loves contact. And um, uh, it's kind of infectious because got the crowd going, got our defense going, got the sideline going. That's what I've seen from that kid all spring and all fall. And he is a football junkie. He's up in that office all the time. He doesn't care about a 20-hour rule. He's going to be up there by himself watching film all the time. And he wants to be a sponge and learn as much as he can. I'm so excited to have young players learn from him Okay, I actually have one more clip to play. That's from the special teams because one more thing about the defense, though, T.J. Smith, who didn't play Saturday, is expected to play against Missouri. That's great news. I love that. Adding to the depth, uh, especially with his um, experience with starting in the secondary for K-State. He has over 10. He has double digits. Uh, But in special teams, we did see Chris Tennant miss a field goal. He missed a PAT, but they're sticking with him. Kickers are, are like, you know, golfers missing a three-footer, and I've missed a few of those. You don't say much. We know he's a talented, talented kicker, and he's going to figure it out. And uh, uh, I'm excited for him to get another opportunity, and we're going to give him the opportunity because he's earned it. And like I say, Chris is a terrific kicker, and we're just going to keep believing and keep relying on him. Now, in response to that, I'm not a golfer. However, if I'm out with somebody and they miss a three-foot putt, I'm going to tell them. Yeah. I am going to let them know. So maybe in a different world, I don't, or maybe in this world, but in a, a real golfer's world, I don't understand that analogy. <laughs> but I think if I'm out with some friends and somebody misses a three foot putt, it is roast time on the green. All day, every day. 
Yes. And they were, they're not going to forget about it. They're going to probably hear it the rest of the day. So it feels like I feel like a three-foot putt is easy. It's <laughs> makeable. It's makeable. And it's supposed to haunt your dreams. It's supposed to be your – it was you were going to have a great day or this is a bad day kind of thing. You miss a three-footer, bad day. Bad. All right, that's Coach Kleiman. Press conference highlights from earlier today. This has to be mentioned. It was a couple of days ago. Maybe Was it yesterday? Maybe two days ago? I don't know. But I'll, I'll tell you this. We're going to bring him up next, and that is a in-state kid. Another one for the class of 2023 has picked cats. Details next. Coach Kleiman also had a lot to say about the Missouri Tigers today. Might be able to get to him later this week. I know Troy on the K-Man Morning Show on Friday will have some of those quotes from Coach as well about Mizzou as we get the official preview. The Tigers beat Louisiana Tech in week one by the final score 52 to 24. So and I gotta say Missouri looks pretty talented offensively. I mean, they ran for 323 and Brady Cook passed for 235. They have some playmakers. This is going to be a, a nice challenge for the K-State defense, especially that secondary and all those newcomers. They're going to really have this challenge with Missouri. It's going to make it interesting, but uh, I feel like the Cats can move the ball offensively against that Mizzou defense. Welcome back to the game. Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, David G., uh, Big Steve is with us today. We still have number one song of the day. That's coming up here in a few moments along with Ask Us Anything. I noticed this as well. I was like, what in the heck, guys? What are we uh, What are we doing here? Um, okay, so maybe it was the coach's poll I noticed here that um, – let me look here. I was looking at the wrong poll here. Um, in the coach's poll, Utah is still ranked higher than Florida. Weird. And uh, in the coaches' poll, K State no longer receiving votes after beating uh, South Dakota thirty-four oh, nothing. Now K State in the AP top twenty-five is still receiving. They're receiving votes. They're receiving eighteen now. That is thirty-fourth in the country unofficially. Missouri is not receiving any votes in any poll. So there you have it. K State an eight-point favorite. Utah lost to Florida though. What's the story? That was a good game. It was a good game. That was a really good game. I, I caught the uh, caught the end of it, but I, I was following along with it, and it was a great ending. Mm-hmm. By the way, how about that uh, that pump fake from the Florida quarterback <laughs> on that two point conversion <laughs> yeah. that got that Ute in the air? Ooh. I was like, that's one of the best pump fakes I've ever seen. Yeah, because it was a great sell. You know, you practice that a lot, dude. That was cool. That was much better than trying to watch the two point conversion by Appy State. Well, they had multiple chances. Yes. They blew it. And they couldn't get it done. Um, it. However, the stat of the day that I did love from that game from Appy State falling to North Carolina, they scored more points than the two basketball teams did when they met in January. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we had one of those one year in the, in the big sky where it was like 75-72 football game because it went so many wow. overtimes. Oh uh, Weber State, Portland State actually oh. scored more than what the – than what the basketball game had been. Well, I'm sure you saw this headline over the weekend or your three-day Labor Day weekend that K-State has added its 18th member of the 2023 recruiting class. 
And if you think they were done with in-state kids that are some of the best that the state has to offer, think again because they're not done. Olathe South defensive end Jordan Allen had commit, has committed to K-State as of Sunday. He is heading to the Cats for the class of 2023. And if you've seen pictures of him, he might be the most like bulky, in-shape guy that K-State has on this class so far. He is 6'3", 240. Those arms look like they he gets curls in. Like he gets those curls in. He is jacked. Like yeah. if when it comes to putting on weight, these recruits in you you come in, you put weight on them when they're now officially a part of the team. I don't know if you have to do too much with this kid. He's <laughs> he's in shape. He is he's in shape. A consensus three star across all the major sites with rivals twenty four seven on three. And uh, he was in town for the game Saturday. And I think with the atmosphere, the win, the uh, PA announcer, he's like, this is the place to be. This is the place to be, and this is where yes. I want to be. So he picked K-State over Mizzou, Iowa State, Kansas, Iowa in there as well. A lot of locals, a lot of teams that look upon the Kansas City area mm-hmm. to go get some playmakers. And the Cats win this battle. Now, I think this is the best ranking I've found. It's actually a tie. 24-7 Sports and Rivals both have uh, Jordan Allen as the eighth best player at a state of Kansas. So when it comes to the top 15, K-State now has six. The highest ranked is Mays quarterback Avery Johnson, who's number one in our hearts. And uh, last I saw, still number one with Rivals. I'm not sure where else, but... uh, so the other in-state kids, you have Blue Valley wide receiver Andre Davis, Casey Piper offensive lineman Camden Beebe, Cape and Mount Carmel tight end Will Ancio, and then Wichita collegiate safety Wesley Fair. Now, there is another big name out there that we're still waiting on, but K-State feels like still got a great chance on him. Maybe there's some other teams that feel that good as well, but John Randall mm-hmm. from Wichita Heights, mm-hmm. who's in the top three in the state of Kansas. You, if K State lands him after what happened back in early August with Dylan Edwards, who I saw play in person back on Friday night, yeah, he's electric. He is every bit as much as what he was rated as a four star with rivals and three star, or maybe his three star rivals, four star elsewhere. He's good. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, I don't. Uh, John Randall, according to DY, is just as good, if maybe even better. Maybe even better. So if K-State was able to land him, I think you easily forget about Dylan Edwards and you're right back to how you felt about the, the class when uh, when Dylan Edwards committed to K-State. Really good. Yes. But just the way it stands right now, the work that has been done in-state, it's got to be some of the best recruiting K-State football has ever done. And maybe you could say in the last 30 years has ever done in the state of Kansas. Yeah. It's some of the best. Some of the best work. And also, I mean, defensive end is a place where K-State, I mean, they need some guys. This is the third defensive end that uh, K-State has for the 2023 class. It's going to be a place in need for sure. And that's what K-State has addressed. So, Allen, third defensive end to pledge for the class of 2023. Right now, when it comes to class rank, on three, uh, I know K-State Online just moved on three from Rivals. Uh, we need to we need to work on this one uh, because right now forty eighth in the country nah. that just that's not right yeah, it doesn't not. seem right twenty four seven sports a little better at forty first in the country 
Again, some work to do, but uh, you know maybe the right adjustment will be made soon. Rivals, 32nd in the country. Okay. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good, but still some work to do. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, our first number one song of the day for the month of September. It's after this on The Game. The Beatles, 1964 with I Feel Fine, three weeks at number one. Big Steve, the four members of the Beatles are... Don't look. I'm not looking. I'm looking at auditions, so I, I can't see your notes, see? Okay, there's, okay. There's proof, even that screen, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, you've got Ringo. Okay. you got John. Correct. And that's about all I know. Oh, my gosh. You're missing a pretty big one there. Yeah, I, again, I don't really, not huge into the Beatles. Paul. Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. The most famous right. Beatle. That's right. He was there. I say most famous. I mean. See, I was testing you, Mitch. I mean, Dave Grohl loves him. And I consider like Dave Grohl like the best modern rock star. And, and Paul McCartney, universally known as probably the most famous. Well, sure. Yeah, as as the Beatles, yeah. Well, I mean, John Lennon's been gone since 1980. For sure, George um, Harrison also. Yeah, George Har- Well, George Harrison is my favorite Beatle. Yeah. George Harrison was the last Beatle. That, the last guy that uh, tr- uh, Big Steve didn't know. Come yeah. on, Big Steve. Um, I've said it on the show before, <laughs> time and time again. I'm just not into the Beatles. Come on, it's I the think bon they're kind of overrated. I mean, he's not into the Beatles, but he loves Lincoln Park. Ladies and gentlemen, everything that is wrong with Steven in a nutshell. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. You need to slam on those brakes, buddy. Big Steve? You're about to be off the show, buddy, (laughs) all right? Big Steve put his foot down. About to mute these microphones over here, okay? Well, welcome to the morning show. (laughs) Put that foot down and it's not on a kick drum. (laughs) You, You pull me from this, you're taking over mornings. Mm, wow. Who wants to get up you know early? What? You know what? I will take those hours, all right? That's more money in my pocket, okay? Uh, let's see. Where are we at with the Beatles? Uh, best-selling act of all time. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, of course. Uh, they're all actually in uh, more than once. 17 studio albums, 50 top 40 hits. This is their sixth of 20 record number ones. And it's from their Beatles 65 album. I Feel Fine lyrically is a just a simple love song about a guy who is crazy about a girl. Nice. 
Uh, John Lennon wrote the song's guitar riff while the Beatles were in the studio recording Eight Days a Week, which is another number one hit in October of 64, and kept playing it in between takes. So the first note, the bung, is the first note of a song marked the first time that feedback was used on a major release. It was created when John Lennon leaned his electric guitar against the amp and Paul McCartney played a note on his bass, creating a strangely appealing feedback loop. Hmm. Uh, wow. That, that, it, wow. For real? I know. Just isn't your mind just blown about Whoa. that fact? Jeez, man. What did the Beatles not invent? No doubt. And by accident. Just like accident. Like, dang. Oh, wow. Uh, there is also a very faint sound at the end of the song that was rumored to be dogs barking. So, Big Steve, can you go to the very end of the song, like the last... It just played. 15 seconds. I know it did. But the last 15 seconds of the song, play it back and, and turn it up so we can hear it. Yeah, one second. Apparently, there's dogs barking. You can kind of hear it. It's like very, very back there. Uh, That's not dogs. It's just Paul McCartney goofing around. Just goofing. (laughs) Just goofing. Just goofing. Just a whoop whoop. goof. Just a whoop whoop. So have you guys heard of the Ventures? Yes. Uh, They incorporated this riff into an instrumental they did for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in 65. Uh, by 2012, I Feel Fine had sold over 1.4 million copies in the UK, and this is the 53rd best-selling single in UK's history. There you go. It's not any top list or anything. It's just another Beatles hit. It's another solid Beatles hit that sounds like it's on a movie soundtrack, and it's like a montage of someone running. Uh, you know, I just <laughs> all the early Beatles stuff just sounds like a chase scene to me. Yes, yeah, like the bubblegum. Yeah. Pop rock, yeah. all the love got, song stuff. You've got the monkeys in your mind yeah, too yeah. much there. Yeah, like In one door, out the other, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and then like the cop chasing you and then you're chasing the cop kind of thing. The, the Beatles were awesome and amazing. Well, but. and I agree. I think the Beatles are awesome and uh, clearly trendsetters, uh, trailblazers. And, but I, so this was one level of the Beatles. Yeah. Women going crazy. I think when you get to the psychedelic Beatles, that's a whole different level and better version of the Beatles. That's that's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Big Steve, let's say Paul McCartney is coming to Arrowhead Stadium and is going to put on a huge show. You're going to hear a lot of Beatles hits. You're going to hear some wings. And I was like, hey, I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go? Are you going? Never turned around free music. Not really my cup of tea, but I mean, if you're looking for somebody to go with, I'll be your wingman. See, I'm already a little disturbed, though. You took a second to think about it. Yeah. I'm like, I think it's Paul McCartney. I think 96 percent of people would be like, "Oh my God, yes, yes, let's go." <laughs> Paul McCartney? Yeah. I'm probably off on that percentage because big Steve's like, a lot of people. Hey, you guys have no worked biggie. with me for four years. I'm a very calculated individual. You should know this by now. You go. You go, hey, would you, uh, I don't know, be possibly into watching MJ and, uh, you know, Magic Top to play a one-on-one? Uh, <laughs> and you go, nah, I don't, nah, maybe. I give you need a backup. Big Steve, 
Let me just say, if that's if this ever just comes true for some reason, somebody's got Paul McCartney tickets, mm-hmm. and you don't go, I will yeah. kill you. <laughs> I, I, me. Hold I, on, don't I, let I, me I with would, a good I time. I say that okay? again, and I want someone to. I want you to put uh, Adobe, uh, turn it on, and record it. I will murder you if you don't <laughs> go to that show. Okay, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Murder you with love. Yes. And Beatles you. music. Yes. He will just torture yes. you with just a circulation no. of Beatles hits. No, I will put two on speakers yeah, next to your mind. Unusual there. Yeah, and I will play it until your brain bleeds. All right, uh, Big Steve, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to DG's Ask Us Anything Ooh. right after these lyrics from the Beatles. Thirteen fifty KMAN. That's uh, online too, Steve. Yes, you can check that out online. Hey, do you have a useless talent? I can chug beer like nobody's business, but it's useless because it always just gets me in trouble. I either get sick or get in trouble. Literally, I can talk about college football history. No. <laughs> <laughs> Useful right here. And, and TV contracts and, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, everything I'm thinking of, it's useful in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's useful to maybe other people or myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, you know, like USB. Mm-hmm. I can usually plug it in. Like, Ooh. I always check it first, actually. I check it to see which way it should go in. Well, that's cheating. I'm usually successful. But... I, I consider that a talent because most people never check. They just go for it. Listen, and I'll go six, seven times. I'm like, back and forth, back and back forth. I don't know what I'm doing. It's, oh, God. It's useless to me now, but back when I used to work fast food, I could literally, uh, like, drop something in a fryer, not even look at it, and perfectly go, okay, it's now. Whoa. I don't think that. I think it's a pretty good talent. Whoa. I don't know if it's... It's useless to me now because I don't work fast food anymore. Yeah, but. Yeah. Please go go to McDonald's and help them. <laughs> you need to get a fryer right now. Oh, my God. I, I'm good. so tired of soggy fries at oh, McDonald's. It's oh. unreal. Calling out Mickey D's. Um, Hey, is there something recently you've done, or fairly recently, that you've done for the first time ever? For the first time ever, I made pancakes at home, and it was amazing. So easy. Got it. It's funny you bring that up because actually recently I also made pancakes for the first time. And like I, I'm a natural at it. Like the first time I did it, they were perfect. They were fluffy. They weren't too like they, there was some thickness to them. And it's also with like the instant mix. And uh-huh. the instant mix isn't usually as good as like the the other mix where you have to put the eggs in and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh I, I was on the money. I was on the money, and just, I don't burn them or anything. Just wait till you have to make them for a group of people, then you're just gonna. I did. I made it for a bunch. Of, made them for a, like Lindsay's kids and some cousins. And I made it for the whole group, and they Chef were money. Mitch over here. Yeah, that's some pressure. Dude. I was. I also. I was making eggs. And, woo! Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not allowed near the pancake mix, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because I'm bad at making it. No, it's because. Monica's insistent that she's the one making the pancakes. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. chill out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> when she when she's that. in the kitchen, do you get kicked out or like do you get to help in any way? Oh or? no, I get to help, I, and, and I'm pretty solid on my own. There are plenty of times that, uh, especially when timing was different in terms of our jobs, uh, that I was the one taking care of supper at night. Uh huh. 
and then reach over and try to grab it, and you smack the hand. Get out of my pan! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that. Esteban? All right, so the first thing, first time I've ever done this, my home computer now has five <sighs> monitors on it. I'm not joking. Uh, I, I just did it last night. <laughs> we're back to useless talent, aren't we? It's not useless. I use all of them. I use all of them, okay? They are all useful. Oh, my God. That, that, yes. The f- <laughs> Heck it up to five monitors. There it yeah, is. Dude. Hold on. Most graphics cards only have four ports. I had to do some janky You're stuff kidding. to get it to work. <laughs> it's cool to me, okay? Just waiting until Steven takes over engineering at the radio stations. <laughs> We're going digital. You're kidding. Get all the analog out of here. We're going digital. Vince goes, you're kidding. No way. Dude, it's like Megadesk. Have you ever heard of Megadesk before? No. From I the office? Not. You have a Megadesk. I, so you can game and you can code and you can go Twitch and you can do everything right now just at once. Actually, the the main reason I expanded that far is mostly for my video editing client contract jobs. Oh, my God. I was running out of room on the three screens I already had, and I'm like, yeah, I need two more. You, so you become you become geekier and more impressive at the same time every <laughs> single time I talk are to you. Are you good with a mouse with your offhand? Yeah. I'm also really good at typing, like really good at typing. Steven, I want to exalt you and beat you up all at the same time. If there was a locker here, Stupid I would... Stupid nerd, get out of yeah, here. I would push you But at the same locker. time, help me fix my stuff. Big, big Steve types 120 <laughs> words a minute. It's all gibberish. <laughs> no, actually, but then he the hits, fastest can, I've ever got is 93, though. See? But then he hits Control-Q7, and it's like, bloop, then it's a website. You know, <laughs> then it's Facebook. He just invented it. Oh, my God. We got, I think, mean, real t- quick, we can get one more in there if yeah, you have something. Yeah, super, super quick. Um, hey, is there something, um, what, what have you, uh, 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 what's the dumbest fad that you participated in back in the day? For me, it was, we all bleached our hair like Eminem back in the day. Oh, God. <laughs> but I, li- I didn't leave it in long enough, so it just looked like a penny. Oh, like, no. Well, there was a time <laughs> oh, no. where, maybe this is just a Clay Center thing, but, like, wrestlers would shave their head except for the bangs, like the very front of the bang, and they would just droop over your forehead. No. Terrible look. That and some would even bleach the bangs. Oh, no. Why? I don't think it's a hill. I don't think it's anywhere like a white trash hillbilly <laughs> thing, small town thing. It was just no stupid. Problem. Oh, that's funny. This is this has been great. This is. Uh, well, Big Steve's giving me the countdown unless he can give us a bad fatty he was in. Uh, uh, yeah. Dabbing. And now I do it unironically. I'm I'm on a bad path with that. For Big Steve, DG, Troy, I'm Mitch. We're out. Talk to you tomorrow. Go Cats.